Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, September 19th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, so we had a busy week, so let's just jump straight in, and as always, starting with baseball. Yankees Aaron Judge started the week at 55 homers, but now has 59, just two runs away from the American League record. He did it in only two games as well this week. Judge's two homers on Tuesday night came against the Red Sox to help the Yankees beat their hated rivals 7-6. to six. Then again on Sunday with another two home runs and actually then a double and a single for his best at-bat appearance in a game all season. That game was a decided victory over the Brewers, 12-8. Every home run he now gets is just resetting the most ever by an American leaguer right-handed batter, but he's really going for those two more runs to tie and be the most in the American League ever in a single season. We do have two teams that have now clinched playoff berths, the Houston Astros and the L.A. Dodgers. Yes, for reals this time, not after last time's last week's premature celebration. The Dodgers have secured and clinched the division. We also have more eliminated teams. The Cubs, the Marlins, the Reds, the Rangers and the Royals join the Pirates, Nationals, Tigers and A's as not getting to the playoffs. Also, the Houston Astros left-handed pitcher Framber Valdez has set a single-season MLB record for 25 quality starts in a row. His record is the third longest across multiple seasons as well. And here's a hashtag girlfriend hint. A quality start is where a pitcher goes seven or more innings with less than three earned runs or fewer. Moving along to basketball, because there was some crazy news. Phoenix Suns majority owner Robert Server has created quite the scandal in the league. He is under allegations of misogyny and racism throughout his organization for the last 17 years. 70 employees, 7-0, have given interviews about the toxic work environment. He has been banned from everything, practice, any NBA activity, repping his team, all of it, for one year and fined $10 million. That is the NBA maximum, by the way. But a lot of people say that's just not enough. It is all the NBA can do, especially since he is a owner, but more more people are getting up in arms. So expect this not to be the last we hear of that. And then Michael Jordan's last dance jersey broke all sports paraphernalia records, selling for $10.1 million. The last dance game is considered as game one of the 1998 finals. If you watch that documentary, which I highly recommend. Also, that's the game that we see in that documentary. The previous record was $9.28 million paid for Diego's Hand of God jersey from the 1986 World Cup. Moving along to college football, we have some highlights from week three. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Michigan. Number eight, Oklahoma State. Number 15, Tennessee. And number 20, Ole Miss. All destroyed their opponents. Like 40 points destroyed. Hashtag on to the next. 
Number 11, Michigan State was exposed by the Washington Huskies, who only won by 11, but that score is a little misleading because it was not close. Also, Sparty has now fallen out of the rankings. Number 12, BYU finally fell after a couple of really tough weeks, but they did lose to number 25, Oregon, who looked much more like themselves to win 41 to 20. And number 24, Texas A&M had a big bounce back game against number 13, Miami. They did have a QB change that made it a little bit more successful, although there were just two touchdowns scored in the entire game, both by the Aggies and Miami missed two field goals to lose nine to 17. Number six, Oklahoma ran away with the game versus frostless Nebraska, almost as impressively as their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, ran for 61 yards for the first Sooner touchdown. Number 10, Arkansas had a scare with Missouri State, but did score 21 points in the final quarter to win by double digits. Number 16, NC State wore black and red, making it very confusing against a Texas Tech team who has the exact same color scheme. But it wasn't confusing on who won that game. Wolfpack took it home 24-17. to USF had number 18 Florida on the ropes, driving all the way down the field to score a game-tying field goal, but missed the 39-yarder. Florida escapes. Number 19, Wake Forest literally escaped Liberty, who went for a two-point conversion to win the game. You gotta love the effort, but came up just short of the goal line. And UTSA held on for a while against number 21, Texas, but ultimately the Longhorns were able to separate themselves to get that W. Number 22, Penn State manhandled SEC's Auburn 41-12. to Also, even though they're not in the top 25, I am going to cover what happened to App State. One, because they were game day, and two, because it was crazy. I would have said a curse word if I cursed on here. App State did look to lose the first game day game they've ever had come into Boone to Troy, but they did have a successful Hail Mary pass as time expired. It was absolutely nuts. There is a link on the blog. Also not in the top 25, but definitely noteworthy, Florida State and Kansas are both 3-0 for the first time since 2015 and 2009, respectively. The SEC also urged Georgia and Tennessee to get rid of their games versus Oklahoma, as we will shortly be, we, Oklahoma will be joining that conference, so the games just shouldn't be basically pre-conference kind of schedule, non-con. Tennessee was TBD after the game was canceled in 2020, but Georgia was set for a home and home, including next year. Both have already replaced those games. Oklahoma will play SMU and Georgia will play Ball State. Also, something that happened yesterday, Arizona State parted ways with head coach Herm Edwards. So we have another Power 5 school, just week three, already parting ways with coaches. So coaching carousel, get ready. I don't like to end on a sad note, but this is one. Clemson's defensive tackle, Brian Breezy's 15-year-old sister, has lost her battle with brain cancer. You might recognize her name from literally last week. The Clemson team wore Ella Strong shirts. And in an amazing show of sportsmanship, LA Tech, who played Clemson Tigers this past weekend, every single La Tech player wrote a letter to the family. Every single player. 
Some things are bigger than football. Moving on to the NFL, week two and nine games were decided within a touchdown. And that doesn't even count the very close game we had for Monday Night Football with the Broncos missing a field goal to lose by one to the Seahawks in Russell Wilson's first game, and it was against his former team. This week's started Thursday night with Prime Video, the Chargers versus the Chiefs. The Chargers were headed in to take the lead with 10 minutes to go when the Chiefs picked off Herbert and ran the 99 yards to the other end zone to score the go-ahead touchdown. The game ended after a valiant but unsuccessful effort onside kick by the Chargers, who ended up losing by three. The Jets had a miraculous comeback against the Browns who were winning 30 to 17 before quarterback Joe Flacco threw a dime for 66 yards for a touchdown. Then the Jets recovered an onside kick and scored again. The game ended with the Browns throwing an interception. Remember Michigan Aiden Hutchinson who was up for the Heisman last year? Well, he just set the single game record for the most sacks by a rookie with three, helping the Lions to win 36-27 to over the Commanders. The Pats avoided starting 0-2 with a muffed punt by a former Patriot that now plays for the Steelers. That led to the game-winning touchdown. The Jags, of all teams, shut out the Colts 24-0. to The Falcons were driving down to score the game-winning touchdown in the final two minutes of the game when Ram safety Jalen Ramsey snagged an interception to seal the W. The Cowboys won on a last-second 50-yard field goal over the now 0-2 Bengals. And the Cardinals trailed 23-7 before the fourth quarter, but Kyler Murray and his team scored 16 points, including a two-point conversion, to take the game into overtime. In overtime, Murray threw an interception to give the Raiders good field position, and all the Vegas team needed to do was score a field goal. But after two turnover close call plays, a third was actually successful for a Cardinals scoop and score to win. Moving along to golf, defending champ Max Homa was tied for second going into the final round of the Fortnite Championship with Danny Willett. It came all the way down to the 18th. However, despite the chip-in birdie on the 18th, Willett could still seal the victory with his four-foot birdie putt. He did miss it. Okay, so no problem for Willett. He just makes the next one, which was only a five-foot putt, and still forces a playoff until he missed that too. That made Max Homa the winner of the Fortnite Championship in Napa. It was a very odd turn of events, and it was pouring rain, so hopefully that counted for a little bit of Willett's bad luck there. Max Homa's pregnant wife personified exactly how everyone felt watching when she said, wait, did he just win? Homa defends at the Fortnite and he, when he won last season, it led to his best PGA Tour season yet. So off to another great start. Despite a great start by Dustin Johnson at the Chicago event, Cam Smith took the win in just his second start on the Live Tour. Smith went into the third and final round, three shots ahead, and finished there. This was just Smith's second live tour event, and he got tied for fourth on his debut. Don't feel bad for Dustin Johnson, though, as his team, the Four Aces, won their fourth team title in a row. 
This week is the President's Cup, and for those of you who are not huge golf fans, this will be a team format between the international team without Europe and Team USA. However, this year it's definitely lacking some star power as all Live Tour players are barred from participating. That is actually eight players from last year's Ryder Cup team, Team USA counting for three of those. Some quick Olympic news, but amazing nonetheless. Ilya Malinin has done the impossible. He completed the first ever quad axle and landed it in competition. Remember, a quad axle is four and a half rotations, and he completed the feat at the beginning of his long program at the U.S. Classic. Needless to say, Ilya won. We do also have a little bit of tennis news. So another great has retired, and this time it's Roger Federer. He is considered one of the big three and is retiring at age 41 after winning his first Grand Slam title in 2003 at age 22. He won 20 Grand Slam titles, the Australian Open six times, the French Open once in 2009, the Wimbledon eight times, and the U.S. Open five times. The Swiss man also has a gold medal in doubles from the Beijing Olympics in 2008 and a silver in singles from the 2012 London Olympics. Now, rumors have been swirling about his retirement pretty much since he won the French Open in 2009. That completed his career sweep of the Grand Slams and he was expecting his first child, but he then went on to win Wimbledon just a month later. And like I said, he is considered one of those big three with Djokovic and Nadal. So it is breaking up those big three for the first time. Federer's final event will be the Laver Cup competing as part of Team Europe this weekend from the 23rd to the 25th. But that pretty much wraps it up for what's going on the last week. So what's coming up this upcoming week and what do you need to tune into? We do obviously have some baseball as we are quickly wrapping up the MLB season. Tuesday, you can catch the Mets at the Brewers at 640 on TBS. Thursday, you can either get the Braves at the Phillies or the Red Sox back at the Yankees at 615 on Fox. And Sunday, the Red Sox at the Yankees at 6 on ESPN. Let's see if Judge can get to 61. For the top 25 games of the week for week four for college football, we have number five Clemson at number 21 Wake Forest and the power of Sam Hartman. That will be Saturday at 11 a.m. on ABC. Number 20, Florida at number 11, Tennessee. That game will be at 2.30 on CBS. That is game day this weekend. Number 10, Arkansas will play at Texas A&M, number 23. However, it is always at a neutral site. It is actually in Dallas, but Texas A&M is the home team this year. That game will be Saturday at 6 on ESPN. And then we have Wisconsin at number three, Ohio State. So I put this in here. They are Wisconsin is not ranked. They were ranked before they lost to Washington State. But that game will be played at 6.30 p.m. on ABC and does have Big Ten implications. In the NFL, Monday Night Football, we have a double 
Monday Night Football tonight. The Titans at the Bills at 6.15 on ESPN. And then if you didn't get enough, the Vikings at the Eagles at 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Then you'll have to reset your lineup because then Thursday is the Steelers at the Browns at 7.15. That will be back on Prime Video. Sunday, we have nine games at 12 on either Fox or CBS. Those Fox games are the Raiders at the Titans, the Lions at the Vikings, the Ravens at the Patriots, the Eagles at the Commanders, the Saints at the Panthers. A lot of turnaround, quick turnaround games from Monday night to Sunday. On CBS, the Texans at the Bears, the Chiefs at the Colts, the Bills at the Dolphins, and the Bengals at the Jets. At 3.05 on CBS, we have the Jaguars at the Chargers. And then possibility of three games on Fox at 3.25, either the Rams at the Cardinals, the Falcons at the Seahawks, or the Packers at the Bucks. Rounding out Sunday night football is the 49ers at the Broncos at 7.20 on NBC. And next Monday, the Cowboys at the Giants, and they hate each other, at 7.15 on ESPN and ABC. Again, like I said in the golf segment, President's Cup is this weekend. Day one will be Thursday. That will be foursomes at noon on Golf Channel. Friday, day two will be four balls. That will start at 1030 on Golf Channel. On Saturday, you can catch day three, foursomes and four ball. That will start at 7 a.m. on NBC and continue all the way again at noon on NBC. And then rounding out Sunday... Day four will just be singles on Sunday at 11 a.m. on NBC. This has been a very lopsided matchup. The United States has won 11, while the international has only won one, and then they've tied one as well. So we'll have to wait and see on Sunday who comes out victorious. That will be also on United States soil as well. That wraps it up for me this week. We are getting into conference play for the college football season, as well as MLB winding down and NFL just getting started and the President's Cup this weekend. Ooh, lots of sports going on. As always, check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more times and stories. I also do football recaps now on Instagram and TikTok. But I will catch you all here next week.